Well, we've got another big trip coming up, of course. It's being the holidays, the Christmas, the New Year's, whatever. We're going back to Texas. Maybe that's our new... Hey, our I'll new... see you there. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Maybe that's our, our new little tradition. Uh, but I think, you know, uh, I, fr- I think I gave a readout last time on the very minimal packing, not bringing the bag of stuff. I think it went fine. This time, I think what, you know, we packed in an astonishingly fast rate. I don't know if you, you're the, you two are this way as well, but we're pretty quick at packing. And I think what I'm going to try this year is I'm just going to bring the rolling bag with an iPad. Oh. Not even going to bring oh. the backpack. Wow. No. wow. I mean, because I've got, I've got the backpack, but it's like, you know, I got it from the DevOps days, uh, Austin, a while ago. It's a big padded North Face. It's a great backpack, but it's just sort of like, you know, if I brought it, I wouldn't want to bring it around with me when we go to like Target and shit. Like, right. it's too bulky for that. And then like, we don't need the extra space. So I might as well just take my really nice rolling bag because I like the rolling bag. Right. Yeah. To me, it's like loading up for the plane and then just having, you know, the backpack is still just the, the, you know, emergency everyday carry, but sure. sure. Well, what (laughs) what I'm going to do, I think I did this on the last trip to see, I have this little, this little Euro, Euro bag thing, which which that's a single shoulder. I still feel very uncomfortable about it, but it's what I have. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I think I think I think you can put the little iPad in there, and then you're you're kind of good to go. And I did this and last time, change. and it works. Yeah, right. And well, it's, okay. It's so well we, we did get a uh, a question here from uh, hey, uh, Jesus. So right here on topic. So why don't we start with one of the listener questions? So it's like question for both of you is: uh, Has air travel returned to the pre-COVID times? Right. If not, what's changed for the best? What's changed for the worst? And then maybe you already did it, Cote. What's your travel recommendation? Sounds like you. Uh, you're a no, a no, what was it? A, a, a no backpack traveler this time. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I think what I, what I've heard is that the, the travel is back up to normal levels. However, I was just doing my, my, uh, my year in numbers for my own, mostly for my own benefit, but it's also nice to like show that you're valuable. Uh, <laughs> to who? <laughs> the airlines? To, to the world. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think I traveled less. I definitely spent less. But yeah, there's there's less travel that I had. And, uh, you know, the airports, they, they seem they seem crowded. And they're still they're always like, you know, this is a full flight. And, you know, I mean, I know I guess I know the reasons, but I feel like, yeah, it's not my fucking problem. You're the airline. <laughs> Figure it out. Right. Like, you don't need to tell me. What about you, Matt? Uh, you, you probably fly the longest. Any, uh, any? Is it pre-COVID travel has, has it returned? And any uh, recommendations? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely. I, I'm not traveling like I did back in the heydays of like 2019. You know, I, I mean, then I was you know, mm. executive platinum, and you know, I, all all about all the lounges. And this year, four trips. You know, five trips maybe. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, the the trips are they're always long, but I don't have a lot more of the APAC travel that I had. Uh, previously, I would say um, definitely this has been one of the worst years for travel. I mean, you know, I had food poisoning and lost luggage and, oh, you yeah. know, it, it was uh, I mean, and if you if, if you squeeze in November last year, I got covid. I mean, it's it's not been a great year uh, for travel, but, um, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, and and everyone seems to be complaining more. I, I you know. Mm. that just seems to be universal uh you know but i i've yeah yeah what, what are you gonna do that? you got a recommendation for well, travel i think yours would be like get the um get access to the club when oh you're yeah, yeah, yeah i mean you know travelers or something you see um, all the times 
you know, I, I think I think uh, things that stood out travel wise, uh, I enjoyed. I well, I didn't want to have to do it, but I enjoyed my my train train trip from San Diego to LA. That was that was uh, not too bad. Um, you know, I would say if if you ever have to travel uh, by train, um, always bump for first class because it's usually mm-hmm. like you know a twenty five yeah. ticket twenty five dollar ticket versus a thirty five dollar ticket. And you're like, come on. You know, nice. I like it. All right. Well, those are good recommendations. I'll give you two quick ones. One flight radar 24. It's both a website and an app. If you want like more up to date tracking of like all kinds of uh, airplanes, but you can certainly track your own flights. Oh yeah. Yeah. My son got me into that one. And then if you have a lot of money and you like, uh, beautifully designed iPhone apps, flighty flighty is a beautiful travel app for tracking uh, your airlines. So, but it's expensive. It's very expensive. So I don't know. Make sure you can uh, put it on the code on the uh the expense report somehow how how much is it because i use that how much am i paying eighty dollars a year something like that or fifty dollars no. a year per person okay no, okay i can see that H- hear me out hear me that's out very expensive for an app but i like but i like it so go ahead matt well uh, i mean you know flight aware does those things and you can get the the enterprise uh license for free if you throw up a uh a listening station <laughs> yep, that's true that's of course that means you have to be able to find yourself a raspberry pi but yeah uh, well, my uh, son actually got into that one. So I think it's like, uh, if you will, sh- I hope this is not taken the wrong way. I mean it only with love. Flight Radar <laughs> 24 is like the Nagios of flight apps. Like it does everything. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relatively low price. Flighty is more the the Mac OS. It's like, oh, this is beautiful. This is a beautiful thing. Mm. And it cost me like 10 times what it was. So, yeah. All right. Well, listen, I want to thank uh, Jesus for uh, sending in that question. And we'll get to a few more listener questions throughout the show. But I thought... What we need to start with, because we are nothing if not accountable. And by that, I mean really not accountable. But we will start by looking back at our 2023, I won't call them predictions. We did a little game of buy and sell and kind of things we were watching. So let's start with one of our favorite topics. We talked a little bit about remote work. I went back and listened to the entire episode, so I have some good quotes. So Matt, this is what you said about remote work uh, in uh, 2023. You said, work from home is over like COVID is over. So I think, I think <laughs> meant by that. Oh, is, evergreen. I think you meant something like uh, it's it, these things don't really go away. Certainly, I'm not right. over a night. Is that uh, so? I think that's a win. I think that's kind of true. That is absolutely a win. You cannot take that from me. Yeah. Okay. And then Kote, <laughs> uh, you also said uh, people probably need to work less. And I, I, I mean, is there ever a time when this that would not be true? I feel like that's a hundred percent true. Is a, I think you claim victory on that one, Kote. Yeah, that's that's my whole that's my whole thing. I've got some videos I've been working with on O'Reilly, and I was I was going through them. They're like my old big company advice to give to people. I was like, wow, I sound like some kind of communist. Like, <laughs> like it's like it's like communist in the workplace. But like, but uh, sure, it's just communist like, without the weapons. You're just communist like in the streets. Mellow. Everyone's just, freaking out about about ChatGPT, but I say it means less work for us, fellow workers of the world. Do not freak. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, that's good. I think. All right. So I think that was generally a win. So now let's get into a little bit of our other uh, buy or sell prediction. So we, we talked a little bit about serverless. Uh, Kote, you and I, we basically said so, sold serverless, sort of like kind of the thing was over. Matt, yeah. you were more neutral. You uh, quote unquote held serverless. So yeah. I don't know. I I feel like I was pretty much right. I feel like I don't hear about it as much. I'm not as, as interested in serverless, but I don't know. Maybe Matt would give you the floor since you're you have the more controversial take there. Well, I don't think it's controversial. When I when I, I 
I'm gonna I'm gonna you know retroactively ex- make up excuses for myself. Um, <laughs> when I said hold, I think it it is what it is. It's not gonna have a breakout year, and uh, it's not going away. Nobody nobody's ever like you know oh the serverless things it's a fad. I think the hype is the fad, but I think the technology is is legitimate. I think um, there are a lot of really powerful use cases. Um, I think you know if you look at the CNCF surveys and the like. People are excited about Wasm, but hesitant to get started. And it's always one of those, oh, next quarter, you know, next, next, you know, it, it, it kind of keeps getting kicked down the road. Um, but I don't think there's regret when people eventually adopt these technologies. I don't people, I, okay. you know, people don't usually say like, you know, that Lambda stuff sure made us more efficient and faster and we're able to release these things to the market. But didn't you like the way we did it before? Um, I think the cost is the only thing that really catches up on people. And then technologies like Wasm, uh, you know, where you can host it yourself, become more more uh, engaged. Wasm. All right. I think that was a, 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 that was a, a strong defense of holding. So I think it's I, I think I think the only reason to hold serverless is if it's like a Canadian gold mining stock and it's basically worth a penny now. So you're just like, well, what the fuck else am I doing? Might as well hold on to it. All right, blockchain was the next one. I think th- we'll go through these pretty quick. Uh, everyone sold that, and Matt, you have the quote I like. Uh, quote, Matt, uh, Matt never bought it. So you just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but if you look at my stock portfolio, uh, I've got, I think my, my, you know, the things that I actually holding, I've got a lot of space stock. I have one that's down 99.67%. Well, nice. Well, speaking <laughs> of being down, crypto was the other topic we talked a little bit about. And I think, again, all of us uh, sold that. And I think generally we can say the SBF conviction. I don't. I don't know if we predicted quite this level of fraud and that many people going to jail. But I feel like, yeah, that's kind of over. At least crypto, the all the I don't know what you call it. The the bubble is certainly over. So I don't think there's much to yeah. say about crypto. Glad, well, it's in the rearview mirror. I'm glad we don't have to talk about it anymore. I mean, as long as we're looking back, it's hard to believe that 2023 was the year that uh, Silicon Bank happened. Right? Yes, I mean, that's true. That was a whole other thing. Yes, we had no oh, yeah. so we had no prediction on any banking on bank runs at all. So I guess we missed that. I'm, I'm going to put in a prediction for next year. I think the, I think there's going to be another large financial entity that goes sideways because of you know they didn't protect themselves against stupid tech investments. Mm, yeah. I like it. Early prediction. I, early prediction. I'm going to throw in with the good predictions and say I'm going to predict chocolate still delicious. <laughs> all right well speaking of predictions that we also made last year uh twitter okay so the general consensus was uh twitter was in decline and that we said the the status quo won't win out and there was a general uh hope for something better now kote you said this in sort of like the missing out section so i don't know if you want to claim it but you said uh that meta missed out on making a twitter clone uh but, but this is all before a threat so i don't know i think mm. you should probably you did mention instagram you said something like you know they have instagram and they sh- they could just do it so i don't know if you had some inside information that threads was coming that you were working on it so or you just kind of willed it into existence so you, you either uh made a great prediction or it was just a good observation i don't know Coach, well you know it's just like athena from my brain just uh <laughs> i had a thought and it was born uh but yeah you know they they opened that up this week uh to to us in the eu uh, and uh, so, yeah, now it's going to be a big deal. Once, once right. I follow Kote, give out it's a different username. What's your uh, username on? It's uh, it's, uh, it's Bushwald, B U S H W A L D, which I came up with long ago when Gmail was new because I was trying to remember Griswold. Uh, but you know, <laughs> now now it's now it's uh, it's always available. But 
right, I don't so know. I, think- I, need, I need I need to figure out my threads uh, situation. I don't know. I've I've lost the the muscle reflex of putting silly stuff in in Twitter and or whatever or threads. So now we we did briefly talk about Mastodon kind of taking place of Twitter or sort of like being a replacement. I would I kind of graded this out in my mind, sort of like half true. I think mostly tech Twitter moved to Mastodon. And there's there's a fairly and blue strong, sky too. Did we um, did we did we bring up blue sky? I mean, I don't know. I didn't bring up blue sky. I didn't make any prediction. Honestly, I I did create an account, but I'm never over there. Whereas Mastodon, I feel like has like a a, a smaller but I, I'm in both. Uh, yeah. community. I, I mean, I'm in both. I feel like Mastodon has better conversations, but I feel like blue sky's got more of the celebrity, famous mm. people have kind of migrated there. Uh, but yeah, I mean Twitter. All the all the charts just show it like you know dropping like a rock, and you know the advertisers have mostly abandoned it, and the ones that are left, you know, are scammy at best. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. What, another prediction you made, Matt, you said something like you hope there uh, was a new CEO of Twitter, and that it would be basically kind of be a janitor CEO. So, kind of no. not, <laughs> right, not the way you were thinking. There is a new CEO of Twitter. Oh, yes. But- She's mostly a she's mostly a, like a puppet. Yeah. I don't think you call her a janitor CEO. No, Maybe she's not out. cleaning anything up. She's she's applauding as the as the Titanic goes down. Mm, trophy so. polisher. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Generally, I think we we're in the right ballpark around Twitter. Although uh, it still persists on, right? I think that's it. Does it? I think the status quo is is strong. I think there obviously are some good. Maybe we'll save that for some predictions. Like what do we? Yeah. Think? Well, you know, my my hope not to insult probably part of my audience i mean i have like a thousand followers in mastodon mastodon whatever uh but uh i don't know it just seems like dead for for like whatever it is i do and so i and i think it's because like because it is like more technical oriented people so maybe the threads thing will work out if not then you know i'll just have to keep existing in linkedin i get a lot of attention there (laughs) so you know All right. Well, the uh, the other topic that we kind of talked a lot about was uh, cloud repatriation, right? So that was a big thing. I think we generally sold that as not being a big trend. We weren't going to see lots of people move back from the cloud, um, but we did buy. I guess Matt, Matt, you sort of had to buy this. Uh, we did basically buy in that FinOps and managing cloud co- costs would become more and more important. So I think for sure FinOps is is everywhere. So Matt, you made the right choice in your career. <laughs> I mean, you can't go and yeah. I mean, the number of companies and projects and people doing it. I mean, that's for sure uh, there. And then uh, DHH withstanding, DHH is definitely repatriated uh, the 37 signals. So he's the, he's the use case. But I don't think as an industry, uh, we've seen a ton of that. And of course, I will spare us the rant. I think this was my long rant last year about how much I hated this A16Z piece about that. So I think that was generally wrong. And I think that was true. I don't know. Kote, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think I think stuff that that was was uh, not going to be repatriated was never patriated. Or, so, so like I, I'll, all all the stuff Un, that's like, that is somehow a grammatically correct sentence that is fantastic. I don't know. Yeah. That just, that, uh, that's fantastic. I you know I I think I think it's similar to like mainframes, right? Like there's like people have squeezed everything off of mainframes that they can, more or less, except you know a few things here and there. So like I wouldn't really think there's a lot of like mainframe migration because like what's there is has survived for a reason there's a reason there's a reason yeah and so like if something is like on premise then it's just like that's where it's going to be for a really good reason and if it's in the cloud then it probably works out like 
you know, we've 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 covered it in depth. But I think if you have thousands of applications from 20 to 40 years, like you're not Good running luck. like like yeah. a, a task management app and like an email <laughs> app. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good on the, on the cloud thing. The other thing that we didn't necessarily talk on, touch on, but I just think it's good to throw in here was I'm pretty sure at the beginning of the year, there was a general consensus that we were going to have some kind of recession could be really bit bad. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen. So for the most part, and I'm just using the stock market as a proxy here. Uh, so the final numbers were if you invested in the NASDAQ composite, you were up 42%. If you picked S&P 500, you're up 23%. And you, you predicted uh, the Russell 2000, you're up 14%. So if you just put a bunch of money in index funds and generally uh, ignored all of the talk about inflation and economic gloom and doom, uh, you probably did great. So I don't know. I think it's just a standing uh, software to find talk uh, recommendations. Like maybe just buy index funds and hold them for a long time. You'll probably yeah. be okay. Like, I feel like we've always say that. So, uh, so I don't know. This is just me compl- not complaining, but it's sort of like, yeah, all these smart economists pretty much had it wrong. Yeah. I think, I think, I think you're right, Brandon. Two out of three moderately famous tech podcasters recommend <laughs> index funds. That's right. Hey, I'm all in. Uh, wait, we're, <laughs> wait. And- Am I am I moderately famous? <laughs> um, all right, now the watch list. So that we just kind of highlighted some things that we thought we would uh, be interesting to watch in 2023. So there's probably some uh, more errors here. So I'll start with uh, the things that I sort of highlighted. I thought would be like interesting to watch were Cloudflare, Wasm, and Snowflake. And I would say generally not much happened with any of them. They were pretty much boring. After I probably said that, I probably didn't really watch them at all. I didn't really do anything. I didn't think that was uh, uh, that much of a um, interesting. So, so I don't know, kind of like a miss for me, I think on things that are interesting. Now, Matt, you said, uh, at the time that Wasm was a subset of serverless and then you did not expect Wasm to break out. So I think you were, I I don't know, this is sort of a backhanded compliment. I think you were kind of wrong on serverless, but right on Wasm, or maybe you're right on both. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm I'm always going to claim I'm right on both. Um, (laughs) because I mean, like, like I said earlier, I like serverless, it's not going away. Uh, Wasm, you know, it, it anecdotally, it felt like it got a bigger push at KubeCon Europe than it did at North America. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's going away. I think some of the startups have already gone away. So, you know, that is what it is. It'll Fair just enough. take a while. I think, yeah, Wasm. It's going to take a while. Yeah. We, 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 I don't know. It's sort of like, I think you're right. It's just sort of, it's something out there, but it's probably not all that, you know, life changing for anyone. It'll be it, interesting. It, I, it's, it's too, it's too big a bite to for a large number of people to 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 go into it um yeah. fast i'm not saying like long term it's not going to to get adoption but it's, it's one of those things i think it's a, a good long-term technology i think it's just uh you know it's going to take a while to to build up momentum agreed agreed all right now kote on the chat gpt front so hard to believe chat gpt was just I think it had just kind of gotten started about this yeah. time last year. So you said it will be interesting once you can load data into it. So I don't know, Kote, was did you load any data into it? And was I it did. I, I, I've done extensive testing with Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, it is pretty <laughs> it's good. Best it, data, yeah. It's it, it it's uh you know it's still like I like I comment almost every time this comes up. Like you can really feel the limits of Chat GPT if you try to like play Dungeons and Dragons with it. Cause it's just like, it just doesn't, it doesn't get creativity, which yeah. is predict ironically enough, predictable. 
I barely know why that's a pun, but I think it is or a joke. Uh, but like, it just, uh, it just can't come up with stuff. And it also, it just, uh, it's weird, but it is good at like, if you load like all of your, like your world setting and stuff like that, it, it has, uh, it's pretty good at synthesizing it and doing it. And so I think like, I haven't really, like, I've been a good boy and not loaded corporate stuff into it. Uh, but if you, uh, uh, it's it's pretty good. I uh, just doing all those silly little tasks. Okay, well, so the I, data load was pretty good. I was going to say, like, did you load anything else? Because most of my, I wouldn't even call it loading. I sort of like cut and paste long articles to have it summarized. I yeah, don't know if it really counts as that, loading. That, now, now that part, that part is a huge disappointment. Like, because at this time last year, and you were probably doing it too, Brandon, you would just put a URL in there yeah. and mm-hmm. like instantly it would summarize it. And now, like half the time, it's like, oh, it just like can't find its like. I'm just a large language model. I can't, you know, I don't want to do this. And you're like, how do you not know how to do this? It'll be like loading web page, loading web page. (laughs) Well, uh, loading web page. The the hack I saw on Mastodon uh, was that you you complain at it that what? Why am I paying for this? And then boom, you get what you want. (laughs) And whether or not you're paying, apparently that works. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but if you cut and paste it in, it's it is it is usually a lot better. It, yeah. it depends. Like you can confuse it though. But yeah, no that no that part is good. It is the thing though. It does feel like I would have guessed last year that it was more like if you will, I don't know, web native where it's like oh, it's just really good at like getting URLs, getting data, reading data, giving summaries, and that part still seems very like I don't kludgy at best, right? Like maybe yeah, yeah. It gets a URL or if you cut and paste and you include too much of the header or the HTML gets in there, it gets confused. Yeah. And it's just I like, mean, that, that, that seems like a good, a good entry for the open AI storefront, right? Is to have like the, the web, the web yeah, summarizer, they, they, yeah. you know, that, or, that or, kind of scrapes news and gives you like s- summaries of things and context. Like, yeah. oh, oh, excuse me. I gotta go make a startup. Yeah. They, they, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I tried to, I've tried to use Bard for that too. And like, yeah. And hopefully they'll fix this. You well, you know who knows. But like, I even used it today. I tried three times to get it to summarize a YouTube video, and it gave me some malarkey about it can't access it. And I was like, "But this is you, yeah." And, and just like, <laughs> "But this is you." Well, it's the same like, thing too. Like if you have uh, paywalled content where, but you paid a subscription, and you're like, "I want you to like, I want you to summarize this. Like, just like figure it out. Like I've paid for it. Like make make it happen." So, all right. So I think that's you know generally true. I think ChatGPT was more interesting. Still great. Data. Still stuff there. Now, Matt, you said that uh, ChatGPT still has too many errors to be trustfully used. Is that we just uh, went what, over it, right? I mean, I I think it's great for for Dungeons and Dragons when you wanted to like carve out a fantastical world that may or may not exist anywhere you know i, I, I hope think, it doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> as we get overrun by kobolds um but yeah I, I think i think it's one of those things it's good for a lot of busy work and mm. giving you you know I, I use it i use it you know when when i need to write an article i i give it like you know hey here's what i need to write and it gives me a, a a draft and then i tear that apart but at least i had a a place to start but i when it comes to like details and facts and statistics it's like it's always just super questionable so that i still maintain like it's okay for 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 getting you started um and 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 it's okay for reviewing things too you know where it's like okay i see what you did you know I mean, the, so the the code analysis things are are interesting that way, but also you still need to have a level of skill and understanding of what you're doing, or because if you trust it, you, it's going to burn you. 
I agree. I think that's all true. And I think you, the thing you hit on there was true. It's like, it's not good at uh, for original facts, be very skeptical, but if it's helping you review and edit things, or maybe, you know, taking some of your original information, it definitely seems great at that. So, all right. So I think we're going to claim victory on that. And then the final thing that we mentioned was one for you, Kote, you speculated that there would be a lot of M and a this year because there was less money out there for funding going back to like, you know, everyone, all the doom and gloom. So I looked through the list of companies that we had mentioned. Uh, so uh, you tell me if the if you want to count these as all successes. So Sumo Logic went private, New Relic mm-hmm. went private, Susi went private, and then Splunk uh, went was acquired by Cisco. And I'm sure. I mean, obviously, there's lots of other companies, but those are the yeah, ones I thought were in um, kind of our world. So I, I think that was pretty solid, Coach. I, I felt like this was a pretty solid yeah. prediction and came true. What do you think? Yeah, no, and and as Matt beat me to the joke, you know where I work. It didn't go private, but it was just recently <laughs> acquired. True. Well, that was the other. That's I, I, I guess that was in progress. That was already in progress. It, it wasn't a prediction. Multiple years. I think that's yeah. what's funny. It's amazing how long that thing is. But yes. Evergreen until this year. That's true. Yeah. So I, I, as, I think you were generally right there. Yeah. It was just a, a 20-year overnight success. That's the, <laughs> but yeah. Right, I, I, mm-hmm, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, you know, and, and looking at that list, those are all companies that uh, have been around for a while. Although only... Only one of them, Suse, has been is is like in the 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 uh, M and A revolving door, but yes, for sure. Fine. All right. Well, this concludes the review of 2023. Now we didn't, we're not going to get into it today. Kote and I did a little episode that you maybe already heard about, uh, you know, a little bit about management stuff. So uh, we'll just have we'll do a quick one right here, Kote. It's like as with any good review, uh, the first thing you want to do is make sure when you're submitting your feedback that you got everything right. There's no reason to ever provide anything that you did poorly. So I think as any good employee <laughs> review, we are submitting, we got 100%. Everything was 100 Everything we said was uh, true or very close to be true. And it was great analysis. And we will take absolutely no feedback that we were incorrect because that's how we would do our our employee review and that's what we expect everyone to adhere well, to. Well, I, 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 think, I think in the room for improvement, um, we we claim that we wish we had been even more accurate. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I mean, we were accurate, but we only nailed you know four M and As. When you know next, maybe next year we'll get five. Also, yeah. we cared too much. We cared too much. We yes. worked a little too hard on this, and you know we we could have our accuracy could have maybe been even more accurate but that was probably impossible too passionate about podcasting we did we were too passionate so again yeah yeah for us we could have said to have more detail but instead we were concise and easy to consume (laughs) (laughs) that's right all right now let's look ahead so what actually were the big stories for 2023 so i kind of threw out a couple of them here and you guys can add in so i think pretty much you know there's this uh uh, Benedict Evans, uh, he created, he released his, uh, new presentation, which I like to call slides Benedict. It's AI and everything else. And I think that's basically the story of the year It's basically everything became related to AI, uh, with the biggest winner being, uh, NVIDIA. I mean, uh, we're yeah. never going to forget the, we're never going to see it repeated. The Jensen Wong, uh, keynote cloud grand slam. Slept the keynotes. Yeah. He, the, he the keynote grand all. slam. Uh, yes. Literally. And, and NVIDIA is, I don't know, sold every conceivable GPU for the next like 10 years. They're making billions upon billions. In fact, we won't get into it here, but I actually saw an article that said they were having problems because even their middle managers are becoming wildly rich. So nobody there oh. cares about working. So, I mean, to have these problems. So I thought that was a big thing. I think all the clouds being, and I'm going to say all the clouds, I mean, AWS, Azure, GCP, they basically all settled on kind of the same story, right? They kind of all have an infrastructure story. 
uh, foundation model story, and then they're all building some type of app uh, around it. So I don't know. Any thoughts, uh, Cote, on on the world of AI? Did I miss anything that you think was important? Well, first of all, I I, 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 I never know how to say uh, pronounce people's names properly, but I'm 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 thinking that the Nvidia CEO is like Shingy with a haircut. Like he's got that same like jacket look going and kind of style. He, he's like you know the cool looking. It takes does, a lot. For, he does. For I think that's what I said. It was like ostrich. Like that leather jacket is not leather. Something. Something uh, even more exotic. But we'll and, look. And then didn't like Shingy it. retire this year, or was that just an article? That yeah, I feel like we it. talked about him. Um, yeah. This is the year I learned that he was Australian. So you know, yeah, that, that's exciting. Well, I think I think inevitably what happens, you know, uh, is uh, definitely AO is interesting or in a big deal. But now, now we got to get all those enterprises to start using it. And we know how that goes. We'll, we'll see what happens next. It's, it's, a, it's a first while. step in the marathon. Yeah. I do think the one thing I just kind of highlighted um, is I think, you know, we kind of mentioned it a little bit, but I do think for sure, the thing that's like interesting that's changed forever is coding. I think, I just can't imagine yeah. never using uh, one of these assistants when you're coding, right? It doesn't mean you have to like have it generate everything, but like having it like go through, find errors for you, correct errors, suggest improvements. It's like AI and, and source code are like, are just the yeah. perfect match. And, you, you, know, you know, maybe that's why the, the freaking out that people have is so weird is because I feel as ever, right? The people who, uh, it's not performing. The people who are, journalists and writers and thought leaders like their core thing is like writing stuff and creativity and ideas which actually ai is terrible at whereas what ai is really good at is what you were just saying is like coding doing excel spreadsheets basically like white collar work like a lot of the stuff that people do in in that area which i think i mean i'll characterize them i don't know if it's accurate but like i feel like the people freaking out don't do that work right like all the people with the New York Times editorial about why AI is evil aren't like, you know, putting together their deck for the big meeting in three weeks and socializing their slides. Like they're out there writing stuff. And so like it, that's I, to me, maybe that's why all the freaking out is always weird. It's just like, yeah, it'll write code for you. And that's awesome. And then it'll also make slides for do all that stupid data analysis, but it doesn't really write very good articles. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that's the, that's the key thing. And maybe that's why it has maybe taken off more in the technical community. Because I think once you've kind of started using it uh, to complete your coding task, you're like, wow, this is just fantastic. So um, a couple of things, though, in that uh, Benedict Evans presentation I thought was worth talking about is like, you know, it's a great thing in the sense he just kind of sets the stage for everything, you know, kind of like the S-curve and like where we are in the hype cycle. And we're still trying to figure out what it was. But I think the one thing I, I think I heard on a Ben Thompson podcast um, I heard him talking about, which is sort of like, you know, right now we think of chatbots, but it's oftentimes like the, uh, if you will, the UI at the beginning is wrong. And he kind of, or I think in that presentation, they point out BlackBerry. BlackBerry was sort of had the keyboard and everyone thought that was right. And then, you know, Apple sort of undid that with the iPhone. And I've heard Ben Thompson talk a little bit about like, I think he had access to like a, if you will, a voice assistant version of um, chat GPT or just an AI chat. So I don't know. I just think that's really interesting is like, maybe we are kind of all using it wrong. You know, if you will, like maybe if you could just talk to it all the time, yeah. and it like worked really re well, like that may well, be that, a completely different experience. Go yeah, ahead. Matt. I mean, if, if it always had context, um, then mm. you'd have almost, uh, geez, uh, like kind of that, that movie her where, you know, you've just got like the little camera that's always watching everything you see and, and you can, you know, pop in and ask it for feedback without, you know, the, the creepy stuff, but you know, I guess the Scarlett Johansson voice is okay. Yeah, it, you know, I I use the uh, so ChatGPT has this kind of talk to it thing, 
and and it it has it has Scarlett Johansson's voice, although maybe not technically. Not like sound, the, the it sounds, AI generated. Yeah, it sounds exactly. It sounds exactly like it, uh, as far as I can tell. Uh, and uh, like I use it. And to your point, Matt Ray, like if it was if it was actually just as fast as typing, it would be great. But it takes it a while to like think. Yeah. And then you know you're walking around and you cut over from your house Wi-Fi to your 4G, and like it's just like it has that thing where like. Whatever the curve of changes in five, ten years, if it's just like instantaneous, then it would be great. But now you can see it just has to like, it just takes too long for the yeah, too much think time, too much wait time. So yeah, so I think yeah. that'll be pretty interesting uh, to watch. So now the other topic, maybe less exciting to talk about, but I think we talked about it quite a bit on the podcast this year was uh, I, what I'm going to term like community open source versus commercial open source. And so this was sort of recapped by. The various license changes that we kind of talked about. So Red Hat changed its license. Of course, Hashi changed its license. Reddit, which is a little separate, it sort of kind of changed the way that it licensed its APIs. And there was a lot of talk about that. So I don't know. I feel like there was a real, um, if, and then there was a, a good summary of it, the problems with money and open source. I think that was one of the Monktoberfest presentations. Maybe you saw that one, Kote. It does feel like this was the year that like, I don't I don't know how best to describe it. It's sort of like, uh, uh, like, open source got real or money came to open source, but it feels like things have changed. Like going forward, uh, my view of it is like, you really have to look at not only is something open source, but like who's driving it. And you probably at this point shouldn't be surprised if the license changes or uh, if the original license isn't necessarily what you consider fully open source. I don't know, Matt, what do you think? Well, it's, it's, I, I actually, you know, posed this question to a couple of VCs at KubeCon. I was like, "So, do you guys actually just put the rug pull in the in the business plan?" <laughs> <laughs> what did they say? What was their reaction? <laughs> well, I mean, it was you know, kind of over drinks, and we were you know, dig- I mean, oh, it wasn't did. confrontational to them. I mean, uh-huh. I wasn't like you know, I was just like, "So, you know, is this is this going to talk about you know?" And um, you know, nobody ever said yes, but. You know, they, they, everyone is grappling with this question. And so you, you have to know, um, you either have to be explicit, like how it's going to happen or why it won't happen. But I, I, I don't think it's something that can't, can't not be acknowledged. You know, you, you, you kind of have to say, this is why it won't happen. Uh, because anyone else is going to have a very, you know, side eye look at, at whatever it is you're open sourcing. I mean, uh, if we look at, you know, other, other CNCF projects with startups behind them, everyone's like, well, the CNCF is our, is our insurance policy. You know, they are, they are our open source escrow, if you will. Right. And, but when you look at other open source things that are not backed by a foundation, you know, uh, say like system initiative, you know, Adam Jacob has been very, you know, forthright about this is how we're going to do it. This is why there won't be a rug pull. This is where I'm going with it. You know, come along and join us. And so people are, are okay with that. It, it's when you, Hey, we threw some stuff into open source and like, well, can we trust it? Are you invested in it? Why should we care? Why should I invest my time in it? Because I don't want to feel like, like uh, Kelsey Hightower around Terraform where he's like, I did a lot of work for a commercial company and now I just look like a shill. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to paraphrase. Uh, but yeah, that's, that is, you know, the, the tension now is more, explicit and out in the open yeah no i like it i think that's i guess that's kind of where i leave this year is sort of like now we know everybody knows don't be now surprised. we know 
What, uh, and it's just worth noting Kelsey Hightower did retire from tech, uh, from what I could s- tell, pretty rich. So I don't know. I think things worked out. Okay. I, I, I think so, he's a reti- big NASDAQ he, investor. Yeah. I, mean, he's, he's, I think it's, I mean, okay. Like that worked. Maybe you didn't get direct money for it, but I think it worked out. I don't know. Coach, what, what's your take? Are we warned or what, what's your take on open source going into the next year? Yeah. I don't think anyone will be like, uh, uh, well, what's the word? Not, not cynical. So to speak, like, <laughs> I, I, I think it's safe to like, 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 like uh, you know, par- paraphrase quote Big Lebowski, right? The hippies have lost. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I did, I did see that talk from Anil, right? And, and I think, I think as always, the issue with open source is if you want to make a, enough money to be comfortable and happy and everything, then you can do that as a commercial enterprise, but. If you want like the, the like, you know, 10, 20, 30 X returns that an investor is going to want, you just, you just can't like follow the old ways of uh, open source. It's just like, yeah, you got to get a bunch of free labor from people and hope you don't fuck it up when you try to, uh, what was the phrase someone used in a Ben Thompson, uh, like interview? It was, it was the, the, the GitHub guy. They had this great phrase. It was like, they were talking about how big companies will pass along margin. And I was like, you mean profit and <laughs> and like but they they kept saying that so yeah eventually you got to uh you got to like uh you know Money. grab some of that margin uh around open source and hope hope uh you know i mean what you want to use open source for is a little bit well matt ray would know better but a little bit of like the production but then you end up kind of employing those people but you really want it for like that sense of lock in avoidance yeah. which is ironic because the best way to like profit from open source is to find a point of lock-in to your company. So I don't know, man, like it's, Fine. it's rough with the big public clouds out there. Right, because, yeah. you know, now we know. All right. Well, everyone, I just say, take it. It's not a prediction. It's just like, Hey, everybody just be careful. Check your open source licenses. <laughs> Keep your head on you... an open source swivel. Wait, just, yeah, just, yeah. just be careful. Don't, that's right. Don't get blindsided as they say. All right. Well, let's turn our attention to 2024. Let's make some other fantastic uh, predictions that, uh, or, or just rate some stuff that's going to happen. And of course, at the end of uh, this year, we're going to claim victory no matter what happens. So, you know, take it all with a grain of salt. All right. So the first thing we haven't talked about it much, but I feel like it's, it's kind of a big deal. Could be a big deal. Apple vision pro. So the headset got announced in the summer. It's going to be officially launched, I think here in February. So I'll start with you, Matt. Are you, uh, buying the hats well i guess well i guess you could answer like are you actually going to buy one probably not no, but no, no, no. You think this is gonna be the next, uh, great platform uh, like the likes of like the the iphone uh or is this just going to be I, another uh proof of concept project i i think this is this is your iphone one right it mm-hmm. it's disruptive but it wasn't until the marketplace showed up that it really just blew things out of the water right so i think i think Long term, uh, I think the you know the price will have to drop for more adoption, and but I, I think as a platform, it's super compelling, and I like what Apple's doing with it. I just think, you know, it's going to take some f- time to find its legs. So uh, you know, it's it's easy to say twenty twenty four is not the year for it, but you know, twenty twenty five is probably you know when things are going to start picking up traction. It's it's also like the whole you know Google Glass. You don't want to look like you know what was it the glass hole right you don't want to walk yeah. around with this thing on your head but if the content's there if the you you know if the if the experience is there um 
I think it's going to be successful. It's just going to be a slow burn that, you know, picks up traction where you're like, huh, turns out Apple's the number one headset vendor in the world. Yeah. yeah who knew? Right. Yeah. All right. Coach, what do you think? Where, where are you at on it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with Matt Ray. Like once, once, once it, uh, once it works, it'll be great. And, and like, <laughs> but, but you know, like, like, like the, the, as an example, like if you actually have to go into the store and get it like fitted to you, just like, what the fuck? Right. No, like, that's, yeah. That's just too much. However, you know, if it has, if it doesn't have too goofy of an OS and it actually has like a, a, a responsive, like working on a laptop, like keyboard and mouse, then like, I don't know, that seems like a good computer on its own, yeah. right? Like just a good screen. Uh, it yeah. seems like it'd be pretty cool. And like, well, I was going to say, I'm just going to make the, uh, the classic open-ended prediction that can't really be wrong. It's like, I think it's going to be successful, but for reasons completely separate from anything that Apple showed about it. It's actually, <laughs> someone's going to be like, no. They showed a lot of use cases. They, they, they know, were covered all their bases because like, they don't know either. They don't yeah, know either. I think, right? I think someone's going to get it and be like, no, this is the thing you do with it. You do this with a great AI assistant and like it's, it turns yeah. out this is the right way to explore the metaverse with yeah, I mean there's gonna be something like that. So all right. So I, we'll, I, I, th- I think I think as as always, Apple has ideas about video conferencing and they're always wrong. Like they <laughs> yeah. just like they, they should just not care about that stuff. All right. Well, we all look forward to uh getting uh at least a chance to look at it because it does seem like once you've used it, all the people that I read about have used it, they they do come back sort of changed people. So we'll see if we have that same effect. All right, well, uh, you know, making its appearance again, it's uh Twitter versus threads versus Mastodon. So question uh, I guess I have I'll start with you, Matt, is uh activity pub. So threads uh as said they're going to create activity pub, which you know is the way to federate between all of these things. So do you believe Threads and Mastodon, Mastodon will successfully, if you will, federate and will it actually work? What you, what's your take? Nah. <laughs> right, now, I think, will it not work because of technology or will it not work because the communities just don't want to, um, want I to think, be affected? I, I, think, I think it will. I, hmm. I mean, I, I think the technology will get there. I think there will be. I, I'm still skeptical of you know, Facebook's involvement, I feel like they will try to put up barriers where they can have their pie, but not have to share it. Right. I, I you know, they say they're going to have interoperability, but it just feels like, uh, it feels like it's like interoperability for me, but not for you. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm in wait and see. And it's also possible like, you know, the, the Mastodon server admins might block it too. I mean, you know, it probably depends which one you're connected to. And maybe, maybe people will migrate to the ones that have the the right federation model, but I don't know. I, I just, I'm waiting. I'm um, bullish. I'm not okay. bullish. I'm, I'm kind of in, oh, I'm, I'm going to wait and see, but I'm take. skeptical. Go yeah. take, what do you think? You're, you're a community <laughs> person. What, what you're saying? What do you oh. think? I think they have to implement it or else there might be antitrust problems. Yes. Like the, 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 like both the EU and the U S are just like going, boy, I'm Mr. Cursing guy here, but just like balls to the wall, crazy with antitrust in tech nowadays. And like, what could be easier than like this, this, uh, this behemoth Facebook is now taking over yet another thing. We let them buy Instagram Outside of the U.S. wouldn't care, but outside of the U.S., WhatsApp dominates like everything except in like Taiwan or <laughs> Japan, like or something. And so, Shout like, you know, if, yes. you, if you uh, if if you don't have uh, the excuse of being open, it would be like I I E with proprietary HTML. So you got to be like, hey man, people ch- they can use whatever they want, and it integrates with all this other stuff. Like we're just like 
whatever, right? Yeah. So, I, I I just uh, you know as you watched Apple come around on things like right to repair, they're like, oh yeah, we're all in on right to repair, and then it turns out like they're putting you know microscopic barcodes on every single part, <laughs> so you can only write to repair with parts bought from Apple, licensed by Apple at exorbitant prices. So you're like, oh yeah. thanks, you know. But at least you- we got USB C. That was an exciting. <laughs> yeah. VP of cables, full full bonuses. Here. Oh yeah, one hundred twenty great year percent payout. Great year for cables. That's true. That's the way we should say, it. guys. Everyone got USB C. What else could you possibly <laughs> ask? For? All right. Well, let's end here uh, on a few quick hits, a few listener questions. A, a bunch of them we answered, but I wanted to at least give credit for those who asked good questions. So, uh, Owen, you asked us to review and rate uh, people's predictions for twenty twenty three. We rated ours. We were fantastic. Thank you for the opportunity for us to do that. Uh, also, uh, I wanted to, uh, Andrew asked, what's everyone's uh, most trivial, useful, trivial or shameful use of ChatGPT? I think we got to that one as well. So mine was summarizing newsletters. So that was helpful. And then uh, Jesus also asked about travel. Now, a couple other random ones we'll get in here. We'll do them quickly. Uh, Craig uh, Box from uh, Down Your Way, Matt, he asked, which uh, television show series is better, Foundation or Full for all mankind. So I'll just admit, I watched the first season of Foundation. Is this okay? And I can't get into for all mankind. So I feel oh, I feel wow. like I need to be disqualified uh, to, to actually make a ranking. Have you seen either? Can you tell us which one is better? Uh, well, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of for all mankind, uh, and I have not watched Foundation, which seems like it should be exclusionary, but it's not. Um, for all mankind is, is brilliant. It's uh, it appeals to like so many different levels. I mean, you know, obviously high, high budget sci-fi, no, maybe it's not even high budget. It, it has great pedigree sci-fi from uh, uh, Ronald Moore who did, you know, Star, early, uh, Star Trek and, and uh, anyway, the, the one with the Cylons, mm-hmm. um, Battlestar Galactica. He did the reboot yeah. of that. Um, it's, it's, it's got, you know, great sci-fi, but then also like the, 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 uh, historical bent on it is, you know, I, I'm, I like a lot of history stuff. He's always, you know, just changing up like, because it's, uh, uh, it's an alternate, re- alternate history version. Right. And, uh, and then, you know, it's also got great characters, you know, pretty good right, acting. So you're all in. All in I'm all in. I, I think it's one of the best like, sci-fi like, series. I'm going to try to take like, like fourth or fifth attempt to restart the show, watch show. Kote, any, yeah, any but, opinion on Foundation versus I, All I, I haven't seen For All Mankind, and I tried to watch Foundation, but it was like a really boring Dune. That's exactly. That, that's <laughs> why I haven't even bothered. Good, I'm like, good summary. Nobody's selling um, me on it. All right, Kote, as we, uh, the other question, uh, Jan asked, uh, what was uh, limited? Try to limit yourself to like one or two. What are your 2023 episode highlights? Does any episode uh, come to mind as being particularly good for any specific reason? I, I like the one we recorded at scale, not because of the quality of the audio. <laughs> and, 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 and the content wasn't like, you know, super, super fantastic. But it was fun to do like a live recording with like four people in the audience but <laughs> for for the five or six yeah but you know they were, they were, who was your guest that time here was, but john, uh, john willis was on it so go. that it was yeah. fun to talk to him about his uh his book and uh yeah and we had we had good fans there good support it was it, it felt like you know it felt like the 2000s or out there without doing stuff at bar camps or something i like yeah, it good what about you matt any specific highlights that jump out um, to you I, I mean, anytime, you know, anytime we can add to our own lore, uh, things like uh, um, oh, uh, the, the slide deck. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, God, I'm just drawing blanks on names. But um, 
you know, definitely. Slides think, Benedict. Yes, Slides Benedict uh, uh-huh. is will will live on in in SDT uh, history infamy. Mm-hmm. Um, the live episode's always good. Um, anytime you know we've gotten to talk with folks. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, I, I think all the episodes stand out. That's right. They got fantastic. <laughs> all great. Well, for me, I'll just quickly mention. Of course, I always love the AWS keynote because I really like it for the Slack uh, communication. So it's fun mm. for me to like stay up with all the community, and it's it's just kind of fun to watch it with a bunch of people and make random comments. So, but as Matt said, of course, every episode is good. And then we'll do a little bit of housekeeping. You know, Matt, see, you know, if you ask this kind of question, of course, we have to answer it. So he asked some questions about the podcast itself. So first, he said, uh, "What happened to the ads? Did they not work?" Well, let me just tell you, like. Uh, this offer to find talk sales team did not do a good job. I fired everyone. Ooh. I just, there was that, no one might quote it this year. There's no club. So um, we just, I think that our ad market softened up and people have uh, not wanted to buy ads, yeah. but we're happy. We're happy to, if you, if you uh, would like us to advertise something that related to technology or just something related to something. Yeah, we're here for, we're today. here for mattresses. We're, here. And, yeah. we're, we're happy to do ads if that's what you want. Um, yeah. They asked what demographics do we have on listeners? Well, it turns out Matt Ray has planned secret cookies in everyone's uh, uh, computers and we're tracking everything you do. No, actually, we've done none of that. We have almost no data if it makes you feel good. We know number of downloads uh, for an episode roughly around the world. But as uh, I found out, like somebody in Canada has Pocket Cast and uh, for whatever reason, they downloaded one episode like 5,000 times and kind of messed up our, our numbers for that episode. So there's some they random really stuff. like the show. So, we don't really know that much uh, what's going on. And then as far as the future, um, we haven't had the, the, the official offsite planning session for Software Fine Talk. What will we be doing next year? But probably it'll be a lot of the same stuff. Uh, we're always willing to try new things, but the round t- table style discussions, we'll do some interviews when we think they are fun. Um, we'll talk about technology. Uh, we did uh, play around a lot more with YouTube and Twitch and video stuff. I don't know. It's a success a proof of concept or if it's just going to become a success, you know, decide for yourself. But if you want to subscribe on YouTube and you can see us all talk in person, maybe next year we'll do some more interesting things, some demos with it. I'll have to see uh, where the six page memos are and read everyone's input before I, I, I release uh, our FY 2024 plan. And then finally, uh, of course, I want to thank the listeners, but the listeners that always deserve a little extra credit is everyone in the ST software defined talk thread. So if you're new to the show, it is a thread that was started by Matt Ray <laughs> in Slack. And it's uh, just one mess. I don't even know. The original thing was, I don't we, even know. We were talking mess. about about something about Australian pronunciations and spellings. There you go. So there are now 10,000 uh, responses, over 10,000 responses to that thread. And it seems generally, it seems to be working. It's still kind of slow, even with the new Slack upgrade. But uh, I think we got another 10,000 uh, responses to go. So congratulations. If you if you know, you know. If you're in the Software Defined Talk thread, that's great. If you're not in there, you can just go to softwaredefinedtalk.com and click on Slack and do that. And then finally, you know, the way we grow the show is through all the listeners. So if you one way you can do it is you can get a sticker and you can put it on anything that you want, your laptop, your Tumblr, whatever. And all you have to do is send me your postal address at stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com. Happy to send you a sticker anywhere in the world. Kote, do we have any conferences we want to talk about? Uh, well, there's that conference, uh, Configuration Management Camp, where I, I, I think I don't know if it's confirmed, but I'll be speaking. That's February 5th, uh, 5th 
fifth, sixth, and seventh uh, in uh, in Ghent in Belgium. And then there's Scale DevOps Days, uh, which I mentioned earlier, and that's in March. And KubeCon is going to be in March as well. And DevOps Days Birmingham. If you want to actually find the dates and everything, you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 447, and uh, you can check those out. Uh, and now with that, Brandon, excellent MC that you are. What's your recommendation? Yeah, so I'm going to do some uh, previous recommendations. I was just kind of looking at, like, what have I recommended this year that I probably used the most and I've gotten the most out of? And I got to be honest, it's pretty simple. I was late to the game on this, a clipboard manager, right? You know, just for the Mac OS. I'm using PaceBot, but there are many of them. Probably all of them will work. But it's one of these features that, like, probably started to use it probably 10 years ago. And it's probably something that should become part of the defaults lifestyle and Mac or Apple should just incorporate a, a nice uh, password manager in there. So if you've never gotten one, uh, make that uh, resolution for 2024. Save your time cutting and pasting. Check out PaceBot. How about yourself, Matt Ray? Well, um, you know, we, we talked about kind of the, the downturn in the podcast market. So I'm, I'm going to pour one out for Floss Weekly. Uh, they just had their last final episode. They've been broadcasting for 14 years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, apparently, um, you know, we everyone kind of knows it. There's <laughs> there's too many podcasts and not enough ad dollars. Uh, and so uh, Twit is shutting down several podcasts, including Floss Weekly. So uh, yeah, yeah. The, it's, it's they should have let us buy their, their RSS feeds. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? But, the Floss Weekly people, if they want to come on the show, they should. Exactly, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll pick up some some of that Slack. Um, we're also you know happy to host their Slack channel for them. Um, but uh, no, they, it, it may live on somewhere else. Yeah, it, it may live on... <laughs> <laughs> it may live on somewhere else, but uh, I've definitely enjoyed Floss Weekly over the years. So, uh, uh, you know, thanks for all the podcasts. Well, my recommendation, like I mentioned, I'm doing my year in numbers. And uh, because everything's in Google, more or less, I, I was using Google Looker, which my coworker, Layla, uh, told me about maybe a year or two ago. And, you know, like all BI dashboard tools, it has like a really fucked up mindset and view of the world. But once you like get your head around it, it's actually uh, great for just building dashboards and it hooks up with YouTube and Google analytics and Google spreadsheets. It's uh, it's pretty good stuff. Uh, even someone who doesn't code anymore like me can get uh, magical stuff out of, out of it. And speaking of getting magical stuff, you've just gotten a bunch of magical stuff out of into your ears from us <laughs> uh, by listening to software defined talk. As mentioned earlier, if you want to join the Slack or you want to get extended show notes for this, you can go to software defined talk.com slash 447 and hopefully you had an enjoyable past year i was thinking of rating my own and i wouldn't say it's been pretty shit but like i'm glad it's over and uh <laughs> you know hopefully this next year will be pretty good i'm looking forward to the vacation and uh this, it's gonna be nice and we'll see everyone next month bye 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 all right gentlemen Great episode as always. Uh, appreciate Brian and Isaac for joining the stream. This is pretty much the last stream of the year. So if you were here, we really appreciate it and always appreciate everyone that watches us in the stream or on the YouTube video. So with that, enjoy your holiday and we will see you next year. Bye. <laughs>